But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Your co-host, Julie. Hello from the great warm north, where it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Has the smoke finally started clearing? Yes, and restarted. Oh, God. <laughs> um, your co-host, Thorsten. Hello from Germany. Uh, it's currently oh. raining for uh, over two weeks now. Oh shit! Can oh, you send some of that rain over? Grief. Can you send some of that rain over here, please? We are no. Yes. I, I would love to. <laughs> Get some. We have we have enough right now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, two weeks. Like uh, I th- I think if it rained here in Los Angeles for two weeks, there would be deaths. Like people would die. I don't think people can handle it. Uh, also joining us is your co-host, Jacob. Ah, the consequence of my actions. <laughs> and your co-host, David. <laughs> we so back. Wait, what? What is that? We're, we're back. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. Um, so, hey, everyone, we have a topic show today. Uh, and it's Jacob's topic. So, Jacob, why don't you take it away and explain uh, your topic, and then we'll get started. Uh, well, so I have come up with the topic completely off the cuff with, uh, no, uh, after thinking about some, uh, games I enjoy playing and how many games ended up becoming genres. Uh, I presume you know what the topic is because you can read the title. Uh, throughout the years, we've had a lot of these. We, of course, back in the olden days, the, what we now call the first person shooter was known as the Doom clone. Right. Uh, recently we've had the Souls-like as a genre appear. We've had multitudes of other games that ended up essentially starting entire uh, entire genres or perhaps sub-genres as uh, by themselves. Vampire Survivors is another one. FTL. Like that one. Another one. FTL... Does that count as a genre? It kind of counts as a genre. It started the whole... It does because it had started the whole sector-jumping roguelike phenomenon like yeah. there wasn't and really hey, one. there's actual yeah. roguelikes originating from the game rogue the, the, yes yes exactly yes very good <laughs> uh so now what we now what we want to talk about here is games that we wished became a genre or started a genre or basically had more imitators i guess that is the best the best term for it well, what games made uh, you think what games which games made you think of this topic well, that's the well. Uh, well, I was probably thinking of games that had a genre, but one of the big things I thought about is that I guess it's a game that kind of became a genre in limited amounts, but should be more of one, and that's the game Mountain Blade, Mount and Blade. Mm. Very mm. awkward name to to pronounce, but a very fun game in of itself. Yeah, you want to say uh, Mountain having, Blade? You just want to say Mountain yes. Blade? It's just one of flows like that. Your brain wants to do that. Yeah, I totally yes. get it. Oh, <laughs> for those yes. who are somehow unfamiliar with uh, the with Turkey's greatest invention, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is. Space one, Space one, two. <laughs> and, oh, <laughs> opinion. Can <laughs> uh, we agree on both? We can, yeah, we can agree I, on. I both. honestly didn't know Mount and Blade. It is tough to say. Came from uh, Turkey. I didn't know that. 
out that it's Turkish. Taylor was it was it Taylor's? I just like committed a sin, I think. One second. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, it was tail words. I was thinking of and I was thinking I confused it with someone else. No, it is tail words entertainment from Turkey. Uh according to the wiki wiki page put put together in two thousand five. Mountain Blade released it, of course in two thousand and eight. Released an entire series following and hey, recently Battle came out, but for those who don't know what the game is, somehow. Uh it is effectively a combina- it is effectively a combination medieval combat game simulator thing. With extensive manage with extensive um, uh, management of uh, of a sort of larger fighting company, as I would best describe it. Uh, eventually, scaling up into into ruling a kingdom, doing diplomacy, and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, the original Mountain Blade, of course, then developed into at this point, I think, like right, yeah, five sequels. Uh, <laughs> though. And we are currently on the most recent one, Mountain Blade 2. Yes, the sixth game in the series, number two. Which is Banalong. <laughs> which was a game that I could best describe as Half-Life 3 levels of, in- of development hell. <laughs> yes. So, every- so everyone, and I mean everyone on the planet, was uh, utterly baffled when they saw this game actually get released and come out in early access and be played. Hell, it's available. It's available fully. It got a full release. It's it's fun. It didn't live up to the ten years of hype, <laughs> but also no one expected it to. Uh, the modding community is great, though. It's still growing because the game has a higher fidelity, so it requires more effort to mod. Unlike Mountain, the original Mountain Blade, which you could make you could make a uni- uh, character model out of six polygons and a twig. <laughs> Thing is, this entire like genre genre of uh, you are a you are a person of on a battlefield, but you get to actually command an entire force. It's there are like individual examples of it, but they're very uncommon. The biggest one I can think of is, uh, that's pertaining to our um, to our focus here, Space Game Junkie, uh, Starpoint Gemini Warlords, I believe was the name. Mm, okay, yep. yeah, yeah, that's a good example. Uh, yeah. Which operated yeah. on a very similar principle, in that you have your own little faction, you have your you have you have your own ship, which you get to do stuff in, but also you get to command uh, command other ships in an RTS layer, or assign those ships to you and lead them into battle for the glory of your for the glory and or for profit. Uh, but besides that. Well, Luke brought what up one of the. Is there? Luke brought up a couple in the chat that I think are at least adjacent. Uh, Star Sector, I would say, is is kind of similar. I see a point. That's and, fair. I and, see a point. And Sands of Salazar, 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 is Salazar. That? I've Salazar? never heard of that one. So. Uh, oh, it's very. Oh, good. Sands of, oh, yeah. Think okay for Sands of Salazar. Think if you took the combat of a Diablo like. Put the army layer on top of it of the mountain blade, like where you're controlling the one character as you have your army around you. Yeah, so as this, well as any of the heroes you've recruited to your cause. That sounds more like Dynasty Warriors, actually. It has a little bit of that a little because bit of that the devs are Chinese. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of that yeah, too. Yeah, and looking at it, it has a little bit of Dynasty Warriors, both aesthetically yeah. and in terms of. I could say that, it's. I, I could totally say I, see it adjacent to both of these types of games. 
Totally. I need yes. to get it then. I've never heard of this. Oh, game it's before. great. It's I'm surprised. So yeah, good. you're gonna like try it. Oh, you're going it's to like it. So good, sir. It's that game is that game is so good. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I think there was a modern there's there's been a couple of modern mountain blade style games that came out in the last few years as well. In fact, uh, uh, yeah, one that one uh, is that currently one. in early access, total conflict resistance, which I have played. It is, oh, is it? uh modern it, I'd say it's pretty good. It has a lot of work to do, but uh, it, it does have a lot of work going into it. And, you're you're uh, kind of undermining my well. point here. I went, I went into this going in. Oh, I wish it was more of a genre, and then you posted five games that I like. No, it. that's still not a, that's still not much of a genre. Like, how many Doom clones were there? How many Command and Conquer clones were there? You know, I mean, just because like <sighs> four games were made in this one vein doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't make it an entire genre in and of itself. Yeah, it just these, means that there are others that have taken inspiration yeah, from it. Yeah, there are four games inspired by. Yes, there are four there are a few games yeah. inspired by, but it's it's not yeah. I, I think I think it still fits because that's not enough to make a genre, sadly. That's fair. Um and yeah, I believe that should if be. If you're more, talking dozens of games dozens of games then you might have a a genre on your hands yeah uh, exactly. but if it's single digits it's not okay because yeah exactly define what a genre is or how many games require a genre because when i'd say at least uh, 10 it's a or matter 12 of scale. i'd i'd say at yeah, least I'd 10 or 12 yeah at least you know yeah. um that if we're going to put a number on i'd say at least around a dozen to make it something of a genre or a subgenre or whatever however you want to um, qualify it, um, but yeah, just because we. I say if there's a, yeah, I would say if there's enough games to, for people to say it's a, uh, <laughs> such and such like. Yeah, if there's enough games yeah. that there's a like tag on Steam, there's then then it's then it's a, then that's a well, I don't I don't think it has to go that far. But yeah. I think but you know what I'm talking with about. With a few dozen games, with a few dozen games that you could point to and say, "This is where it has some common DNA." Then okay, you enough. could say, "Okay, that's a subgenre that one could point to that game and say these are games like it." And generally speaking, people will know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, I understand. That's that's fair. So that that's a pretty good example because I mean, maybe it's the complexity of the thing that doesn't lead a lot of people to imitate it um i don't know yeah it does require a lot of effort to put together it is a game that has a lot of like interlocking system and it is horribly jank even when it works <laughs> fair jank. <laughs> i don't mind but i'm also me i am uh, sir jank uh, jankington the mighty who has grown who has grown up on playing games like stalker <laughs> and who uh I think they just announced Sorry, I think they just announced the release date for Stalker 2, didn't they? The, they've announced it a couple times, but they had to delay it because they got bombed, which fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh Fernando as in, literally. Uh, as yeah. in literally they got bombed by Russians, yes. Fernando, failed games count as a genre. No, we're, we're, we're I mean we're talking about games we wish would have done well enough or are popular enough or are or whatever to spawn their own genre or subgenre. That's what we're talking about. So and they exactly. could be games so, that that did well for their yeah for the time in which they released, but 
didn't necessarily do well enough to have imitators. Right. Or it could have or actually is, failed, could, but it has a cult following. Yes, or, you yeah. could, or you could argue for like games that are like that are like they are conceptually good, but kind of flaunter in execution, which I was gonna bring up an example of a game that uh, Brian here has attempted playing and failed. Um <laughs> Go ahead. Sub War 2050. Uh yeah. Which I enjoyed. Yeah, it's, but I'm it's, weird. Well, I think it's I'm just going to say why it's, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. I just think I I don't have the patience for that nineties difficulty anymore. And, and, and that game, I think it was the second mission. Like we want you to escort this guy in and escort him out. But while he's doing his thing, you have to protect him from 12 subs, but you're by yourself. It's like, uh, wait a minute. (laughs) No. Yeah. That is entirely fair. I'm not wasting my life doing this. (laughs) But, I've actually went back and uh, re- and even contemporary reviews were complaining the game is both overly difficult and also unfairly difficult to the point it was difficult in a manner that's very exploitable because it's bound by scripting and bound by like events like you do a thing and then thing you spawn on a set spawn mm. spawn point so you could just go there and blow them up which Hence, we bring in this back to you. Sub 2050 conceptually is a brilliant idea. It's a vehicular stealth game about uh, operating small fighter, uh, fighter plane sized submarines, sneaking about, launching torpedoes at things, doing cool stuff at the bottom of the ocean, which is fun. The game itself fails in execution, in my opinion, chiefly because of its inconsistent difficulty, its fiddly controls, it the fact that even in the the fact that th- despite the contemporary a lot of contemporary games having great manuals, this one just doesn't. Yeah, just doesn't tell you a lot of things. It doesn't. In terms of controls for a microprose game, especially, it's especially disappointing because microprose. Oh, yeah, the same microprose, like they have the audacity when you leave the game to like advertise XCOM and I think F nineteen on the exit screen. <laughs> yes, which, I think so. <laughs> I, I know it's XCOM. I don't if you remember. Like this, you should play these better games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they, all these games are better. XCOM is brilliant. Which uh, that, that brings me that brings me brings me actually to the next point. Uh, uh, first, uh, about the difficulty, uh, Jack the Lines Free won't be for you, Brian. Then, because it's, oh, it's no. pretty much on that, on that level. <laughs> no, that's why I haven't gotten it. Yeah, I, I, lo- I, I played the hell out it's of. It's a great game that you would hate. Yeah, I think it so. Would not yeah. be for you. Yeah, no, I, I played. I played the hell out of Deadly Games. That was the Jagged Alliance I first played. I played the fuck out of it. I went back for the first one and played a bit of it. I like the second one too, but ne- today, no. <laughs> I just no, I don't have Again, the patience for it. I know Again, I don't. I love it immensely. I love it immensely. I'm uh, just it's happy it's good. good. I'm just happy it's good after all those failed attempts yeah. to revive the to revive the series with those other um those few other games that weren't good at all. I'm really glad the actual Jagged Lions 3 is apparently actually very good. So I'm I'm thrilled to hear that. You know, I'm I'm thrilled. Because it deserved it, you know? It, Jagged Lines 2 was so good, it deserved a proper sequel. It only took two decades it's, it's, to get a one? <laughs> two, <laughs> two decades and several despite, failures, despite, I believe. 
Despite several despite failures it, in between, yes. What, what despite it's giving me a literal nightmares uh, in real life uh, and connected to real life events. Let's let's put it that way. Uh, but uh, that brings me actually to my choice uh, because uh, there was never there was never an occasion that that somebody said uh, it's XCOM like or or something or that that this. Uh, this whole whole type of of, of gaming, uh, saying uh, squad squad tactics and uh, with with a strategic layer, uh, got an actual uh, actual genre in it in itself. Uh, I'm in, okay. In, go means, on. In, in means in, in means of of of, uh, of uh, uh, using it as an as 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 a separate uh, as a separate genre. You know. Are you talking about the Total War games? Yes, no, about XCOM. But oh. I was, I was, I was just, uh, just uh, at the point of XCOM, and it was never, it was never really, a, 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 I never, I, I rarely, I rarely read that that somebody said, oh, it's an XCOM like or, or something, or, or described jagged alliance in, in in that way. Hmm. I mean, would you call Final Fantasy Tactics an XCOM like? It doesn't have the strategic layer, so I guess not. No. You're talking about a game with like a strategic layer and a tactical layer, like kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's uh, that brings that brings me to the next choice. Actually, uh, uh, the Total War series, uh, because that has a, a grand strategic layer and uh, and and uh, a tactical layer uh, on a larger on a larger level, uh, uh, up to whole armies in on on the battlefield. That's that's differentiate that's. Differentiating it from from uh, from uh, the XCOM likes, yeah, in my opinion, and and that and you're not wrong. I mean, besides the Total War series itself, there aren't a lot of other games. It's the Kingdom Wars series, which I've played a lot of. Oh yeah, those are pretty and good. That has the yeah, they have the RTS layer uh, of the world map as well as an RTS layer for the each individual city where the cities of Europe have, many of them have a unique map. And right. as you, as you are in the town view and you, or the city view, depending on where you are looking at and you build locations, those locations are static on the map and right. they are persistent. So when you yeah, yeah, have to fight right. a battle there later, then yeah, those, those places you built are available to use. Right. So nobody, nobody would would would, would call them so a, a, a total warlike. No, and there there are no. and no. there aren't a lot of games that have a, a separate strategic layer and like a real time. Like there are some random real time strategy games that do it, like uh, Rise of Nations and uh, Emperor of Dune. I mean, there's a few of those. Uh, there that, is Age of Wonders. But yes, kind of close, kind of close, kind of close. Has that turn-based combat? Yeah, kind of yeah. close because it does zoom down to the battlefield like the original Master of Magic did. It's, but not enough to be yeah. a subgenre. Yeah, I don't. That, I, that yeah, I don't point it to and say, yeah, this common DNA kind of thing. Yeah, God, when I think of Master of Magic and Age of Wonders, I never think of it in the same vein as Total War. Like, 
Right. It's if, I, if I may, to me, now, I've only just kind of kind of had this in my radar a little bit but and watched a bunch of demos. But to me, having failed dismally at trying to play Total War and considered playing the other one, Age of Wonders, in Total War, there's really nothing to defend it's just on the battlefield but the the other one is is there not something to defend that you like a tower defense like you've got your little your little place you've built up whether it's a castle or something well age of wonders wonders, yeah that's uh you have some town defense stuff where where if you're placed within the town you can you can get certain bonuses like if you're behind walls but uh when i went to play it. when i went to play total warfare it was just uh the empire that wanted to uh, beat the snot out of the orcs oh total warhammer yeah um yeah but yeah, I, th- I think Thorsten, though you have a point that Total War, as popular as it is, hasn't really spawned much in the way of imitators, as that one Spaz mentioned. But yeah, maybe I don't know. I mean, it can't be easy to make a Total War game. I mean, <laughs> I mean they're so notorious for being problematic, buggy, and problematic too. Um, they ever have a version where it's the Scots bidding the snot out of the English, I'll pay double price for it. Uh, that is medieval play. too. D- yeah, doesn't medieval two have that? Doesn't medieval two have that? I thought medieval two had yes, it that. Yes, it does. Yeah. So yeah, it and does. and you could probably find medieval two for uh, pretty cheap, uh, Julie. And there's some really great mods for it, also. Uh, Medieval Two is on. It is on Steam for okay, like fifteen to twenty dollars. I think that is that is, but it's that. Yeah, it goes. I, I'm it sure goes it goes on, on sale every every major. It goes sale. on sale relatively often. Yeah, yeah. No, my medieval- great my great great grandparents who were no doubt crofters want the Highlands back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it sounds I like would, I would. I would say so that uh, the best way to start is a, is a, is the first game. In my opinion, oh, uh, Shogun, Shogun, right? Shogun I've heard yes. a lot. I know a lot of people consider Medieval Two to be the best of the series. I, yeah, but, I it's, but it's much, but more, it's complicated. much more complicated. Yeah, and you yeah. can get Shogun. I think you can get them on. Didn't they have a remastered of show a remaster of Shogun? I think no, they had a sequel, Shogun Two: Tell the War, which is very good. Still, my favorite in that the series. One. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, really I good. would not recommend getting like the super old, super old ones, the ones before Rome. Uh, so Medieval One and Shogun, because they are dramatically different from the following, and they have a lot of fiddly and generally less than spectacular mechanics. Uh, the game really, like the series, in my opinion, started really well with a uh, Rome One, and then Medieval Two. And then all, yeah, all the be, others are also. To be fair, I would I would actually uh, posit that for Julie, the Kingdom Wars games are a better fit for for her than oh, the Total I? War games. Kingdom Wars, they're they're like Total War games, but medieval, and they have zombies I, and. Uh, 
Um, well, not it, it, the zombies <laughs> are an optional thing. You I know, have to but I love that they have that. zombies. I think it's hilarious yeah. that they have zombies. Well, I, one I, of the one of them is the Black Plague is happening, and so you're actually having to uh, uh, decide whether or not to quarantine your cities uh, as the Black Plague just sweeps through Europe. Uh, I played the Wars series is really good. Is is very good. I'm wondering if this the game I played a long time ago, and this goes back to the '80s. Uh, I played a game, and I don't know if this was Kingdom Wars or not, but it was set in uh, medieval Japan. And what attracted me to it at the time, it when the, in the Shogunate area era, and what attracted me to it at the time is because you know I used to live in korea and visit back there and you can visit japan on your weekend uh and that's what and i don't know if this was kingdom wars or not it was just uh, a game where you were the shogun trying to take over all of japan is maybe that the game you're talking about no, no. it's a it's, it's a separate series uh, kingdom wars is a more recent within the last 10 years or so if- however the one you're probably thinking of is nobunaga's ambition or something yes, along those that's lines. It. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a what a what a way to na- what a way to nail it, Spaz. Good I, job. Well, it's a it's actually a long running series. I know. Uh, yeah, there have been uh, that one is uh, I played on the NES back in the eighties. So I, I, yeah, uh. I, I'm well aware of it. Yeah, the this I think the latest one is what Sphere of Influence. From yeah. 2015, and that's like the ninth uh, game or something. And this is like a very long, Actually, a very long a, running series. Apparently, it's Awakening from last year. Oh, wait, there's a one. Oh, okay, there was that one. Yeah, there was that one. I forgot about that yeah. one. Nobunaga's Ambition Awakening came out last year. And from what I can tell, it's the only one on, Steam, on PC, I think. I no, don't no, know. Uh, Sphere of Influence is on PC, it's on Steam. Oh, okay. If. If I may, speaking of things beating the snot out of other things, I would like to introduce one of my favorite series, which there isn't a lot like, and I will link the latest one in the uh, in the chat. And a lot of people, when I say Pikmin, they say, "What the devil's a Pikmin?" So for those who are, <laughs> I keep forgetting this is not or this is not just video. Uh, my dis- I barely know him. <laughs> And for those of you out there listening only who don't know what a Pikmin is, imagine a raindrop. Take a raindrop, put a small body on underneath it. Put a flower on the top of the raindrop. Give it a face on the raindrop, arms and legs on the small body, and make ascension, and it's a Pikmin. And the deal with the Pikmin is this is a small world like you've seen some of the garden things where you've honey eyes shrunk the developers and uh, <laughs> there's but there's no horrifying insects in it uh, which is fortunate and there's the latest yeah. one has a cute as a button dog in it which the ones previous to that didn't and you control the Pikmin by whistle 
And the whole idea behind the Pikmin games is you are right in this latest one, you are riding your dog, you're controlling the Pikmin by a whistle, and you have survivors to rescue. And you go throughout the uh, garden picking up small things like shovels and candy bars and, and whatnot. And it is a whopping lot of fun when I am not working on my book, which is finally finished and probably due out early next year. Uh, I am playing this game when I am otherwise managing 117 real estate properties. Um, this is, I, I love this thing. I wish it were a genre. I didn't think of it at first. Uh, I, there are four of these. I have played two. And the Pikmin 4 is just... Uh, uh, I just kind of, my mind gets engrossed in this because it's like Honey, I Shrunk the developers' games, but no horrifying things that are want to kill me. And the best you can do is it just says, oh, you're exhausted and you fainted. And uh, well, everybody's I, happy, and I love this. I don't know if you know this. There's a, there's a Pikmin-like game on Steam called Tinykin which apparently people absolutely are gaga for. I will put it in the chat here. Um, oh, please thank you. Yeah, apparently, from what I understand, anyone who loves Pikmin will absolutely love this game. Yeah, um, I see it's a similar appeal, though. It's a different art style. Yeah, very different art style, but I'm told this one is a lot less stressful than the Pikmin games, especially the earlier Pikmin games. Um, apparently, the earlier Pikmin games were a lot were pretty stressful. But uh, you've convinced me to add the new one to my to my wish list on uh, the Nintendo store. Yeah, the uh, the only thing now I don't know that you can do it with Pikmin Four. Uh, the early Pikmin games, it was kind of like don't get caught out by sundown, which I I, I won't go into that because I hate that. But uh, there in Pikmin Three, you could just say, oh well, uh, there's no sundown, just have a good time. But uh, this one I played a lot and I really enjoyed it and I wish it was a thing. Little things, and I'll paraphrase Napoleon Bonaparte in uh, the movie Time Bandits where he says, uh, little things being the snot out of big things, what's not to like? Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, considering how popular the Pikmin games, I mean, they were Nintendo only, so maybe that's one of the reasons, but like considering yeah, that's the big one they're considering how pot like i worked in a video game store when the first and second ones were out and you couldn't keep them on the shelves long enough they would always fly off the shelves like any gamecube owner uh within a certain distance would just like do you have pikmin yeah okay and they'd drive 30 40 50 miles for one copy of pikmin <laughs> well, i first became aware of this when i Turn, I was kind of scanning YouTube, and there was this guy that calls himself Arlo, and he has this, and I'm surprised he's never been sued by the people who make Sesame Street, because he he does the whole thing like a cookie monster puppet. And I said, this is insane. But then I watched it, and I said, yeah, I kind of like this. And he wouldn't quit shutting up about Pikmin. I said, finally got a, I finally got a switch, and I said, I got to play Pikmin. And uh, he's right. Can't get enough. When's Pikmin 5? <laughs> well, this one just just came out, right? Pikmin 4, it just came out. Yeah, it just came out. Yeah. That's why it's still $60. But, you know, that's what wish lists are for. 
and the great thing is at the popularity of this one, they said we better put the Pikmin one and two out on Switch. Yay, oh. Nintendo. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, why wouldn't you put your uh why wouldn't you put your old games on the damn well, thing? Nintendo know. Corporation. Well, it's Nintendo. <laughs> That's your answer. <laughs> they also have a tendency to say, okay, if this was out on like one of the last console generations, they say they've even gone so far as to say we won't sell it to you on the old consoles, but we will let you play it if you uh, subscribe to our online, which yeah. is kind of a nasty kind of thing. And we've seen a lot of games disappear that way, which kind of irks me. Yeah, like a lot of people, including myself, are upset about the 3DS store or the D. Uh, yeah, just solely, completely disappearing. Like there's so many games that are just gone, and they're and there's yeah, they're just lost to just, time, just gone. Absolutely. And yeah. I've told people as I say, as soon as everybody says, "I want Switch Two, I want Switch Two, I said, "Yeah, as soon as huh. Switch Two comes out, the eShop for Switch One goes away." God, I hope not. I hope they're smarter than that. They might be. They've they've made some great decisions and they've made some terrible decisions. Like great decision, letting you play Game Boy Advance games on the DS. Amazing decision. <laughs> And then they made some terrible decisions, i.e. the virtual boy. So, uh, <laughs> and the last time out, I, I didn't even have to say, when does it come out on the switch? The dev just said, it's going to come out on the switch. I said, yeah, you, I mean, it's, yeah. it's tough to get a game on switch, but it makes sense. If your game, if your game, if you think it fits, it makes sense to put it on that platform. It's, it's a great platform. For me, the reason I play Switch so much is Fran one day, she just said, look up in your room. And I said, wow, and you whiz-bang computer. And when I done fighting the parrot for it, it was smart as a five-year-old. Uh, <laughs> I, I, It's in my room, right? And I kind of get tired of being isolated in my room. And with the Switch, I can play it anywhere I want. Yeah. I'm about to go on vacation, and I'm very happy to have a Switch. Even though I have other portables, that's probably the one. I'm, that's probably one of the two I'm going to take. <laughs> um, okay. Bring your Switch and download Skyrim. I already have Skyrim uh, for the Switch. It's it's, it's wonderful. Terri- it's terrific. It's absolutely terrific on the Switch. Yeah, it is. That is a great one. I, um, I got an, another genre, and then after this, I'll shut up. I promise. Okay. And. Now, granted, with this one, I have autophobia, and some people will say, what the heck is autophobia? No, I'm not afraid of Chevys. Somebody somebody kidnapped me in college, and I got away. Um, So I I, I, this thing of phobia about being alone. So when they came out with this game, I linked it. It's the Subnautica. There's two of them. And... uh, and you were alone in the whole big ocean world. When everybody wanted to be a fireman and a nurse, I wanted to be an oceanographer like Jacques Cousteau. And the, what I love about this game is it's oh, you get to explore underwater. And I love this game. There are a few like it, but it's not like the submarine games, which I used to play a lot, because there isn't there are purposefully no weapons beyond a knife in this and it is mostly about exploring the underwater world and it is just 
amazing. There's a few games like this that are just exploring, and that's what I like about this because I'm just uh, I was a wanted to be a marine biologist when I was growing up. I I made the mistake of trying to get into the Harvard of uh, oceanography schools when I was growing up, and I could probably get in now, but if I I'm over 60 and I don't want to go back to school, but that's what I loved about this. And I, I, I know it's a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche, but I love underwater exploration games. Yeah. I guess. A quick question. Have you checked out Abzu? I, I have it on the PC and, uh, and it's also on switch. And I, I, I do like that one as well. I think you should All also right. check out Dave the diver. That I saw that came out recently, and I have not checked that out. It is absolutely delightful. It's it's a it's a diving game. It's a diving roguelike slash restaurant management sim that is ridiculously charming. <laughs> it's so charming and fun. I mean, it's fun to play also. But you go Ooh, fish. Something called Echo the Dolphin. I've never heard of that one. Oh, that's an Echo old the series. Dolphin. That's an old series. Yeah, that, that originally came out on the Sega Genesis. And it had a couple of sequels, uh, but it's a dead series uh, in terms of... Which is a shame. Yeah, you played as a dolphin, uh, and eventually you end up fighting aliens. <laughs> yes. I'm not kidding. I'm not <laughs> kidding. That's part of the that's I, literally I, yeah, a part of it. Things escalate. That just makes quickly. that just makes me wonder what came first: Sequest ESV fighting aliens or Echo the Dolphin fighting aliens? <laughs> My hero growing up was Jacques Cousteau and his con shelf experiments. This is why when we have my three friends and I, we have a regular movie night and I always wanted to watch the abyss. And she said, I have it. And uh, this is why when they got down real low, I said to everybody, why aren't they talking like chipmunks? And they said, what? I said, they're supposed to be breathing heliox at this point. (laughs) Still a great movie. <laughs> something, something set up. Something set up dear to me during during the talk right now. Uh, there was never uh, uh, the occasion that that somebody called uh, games pirates like in 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 in, in sense of the original Sid Meier's Pirates. Uh, I mean, I mean, there were several games in in in, in that in that uh, direction, like Sea uh, Dogs, uh, Sea Dogs. Thought of the samurai and uh, and uh, to, to name to name uh, different genres in 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 that regard or a covered action and uh, I mean, bit, I find it a bit sad that uh, that this that this type of game uh, saying you've you've got you've got a main layer and and later on uh, mini games to 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 solve in oh yeah uh, is, uh, vanished vanished a bit. I mean, uh, the, the, the Judgment Games or, or Yakuza series is is pretty much in that regard, but uh, not in, in in that way in my in my. So, opinion. like an open world game directing you to a bunch of mini games, basically. Yeah, nobody nobody called called them this that way. I mean, Luke Luke is right. Half of the of the Priest Brothers games are pirates likes. That's fair. That's that's correctly. Yeah. Uh, the Tracy correct. Brothers have made. Several games that are in that same kind of genre. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. But, no, but, but, nobody, but, nobody, but nobody calls them that way. 
No. What about right. Atlas? Atlas is a pirate game. Atlas? Yeah. If you don't, by the same people who made Ark Survival Evolved, if you don't mind having your butt pandered to you in multiplayer. <laughs> No, no, no! I, I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean uh, the, the specific uh, pirates topic. I mean uh, the main layer of a game with uh, oh. with mini games that you that you play that you play in that regard. Yeah, As I said, uh, like like covert action or, or yeah, like or like samurai, like a larger yeah, like a larger. There's a large there's a larger narrative connecting you to these mini games that you have to play to move on through the narrative. I, th- I right, think right, right. That's, that's what that's what I mean. There was another game published by Sierra in the in the mid nineties. Uh, I might when I remember Jones, the, Jones in the Fastlane. No, no, no. When I remember the name, I I I link it in the in the chat. Ah, Conqueror one 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 eighty six ID. Oh, uh, what, oh yeah. I I remember seeing that one in the store. I remember seeing that one in the store, but I never played it. That, that I mean, there are, there are games kind of like that. There are kind of games kind of like that. Uh, there was one that was um, published by Koei, and it was released on PC and console at the time in the 90s. Uncharted Waters, uh, where you are uh, commanding a ship, which you can eventually get a small fleet following you around, and you could travel the world as an explorer, a pirate uh you could be a adventurer uh or a merchant and you're just traveling around doing uh, doing things to raise your fame depending on the the path the career path you chose yes that's that's correct that's correct uh, uh and, and i like that 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 uh that series but uh it lacks those mini games if I remember correctly, it's it's it's, it's quite some time well, since I played it. Uh, you could actually land and search for treasure. That was one thing that was uh, that was one mini game that they definitely had in both of the original entries. And I say both of the original entries because the third entry was an MMO and not really that great, in my opinion. <laughs> So you might have you might have an, an another example of, of 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 this type I'm 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 thinking about. Final Fantasy fourteen not only no, has mini no, games, no, no. they uh, got a casino. Truly, please wait. That uh, so <laughs> has a pretty good example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is there is one that uh, I brought up in this on the stream this morning, and it is the first Dune game. Because it starts out as an adventure game. It starts out with you playing as, as Paul Atreides. You are effectively uh, recreating the early part of the first book. And the, the backstory is this. You're, you're sent to uh, Arrakis with your family to mine spice to send to the Emperor. And it's great. It's really great because it starts off as an adventure game as you're traveling around the uh, the palace and you're talking to uh, the various members of, of the family and household and then you get sent out to travel to the various sieges to deal with the, the Fremen leaders who have decided to join your cause. And then the exploration begins. 
you start traveling to other sieges, you're told, hey, there's a siege over this way. We don't know exactly where it is, but if you travel eastward, you should see it. And then you travel in an ornithopter, and you eventually find it just by traveling in a direction. You actually have to go out and explore. Once you've found a seat, you can fast travel back and forth as much as you like. But if you fast travel between locations, you won't spot anything in between. And then you send those Fremen leaders mining for you to various places until they've mined out all the spice. And then you have to send them to other places to keep on mining more spice because capitalism. And then you earn their trust. And then you start training them as an army. And then you start fighting back. So it goes from being an adventure game at first to having this major strategic layer over that. And as uh, all his powers of perception grow, as he's exposed to more spice, he gets the ability to telepathically talk to the other leaders at a distance, and his distance can actually range to the entire planet. So at first, you have to travel around by ornithopter, getting to them and talking to them individually, and then you can talk to them from anywhere. And you're commanding this army. You are having them get sandworms and take them to enemy bases and take over those bases, freeing prisoners along the way. Those troops join you. And then you go and become a wave. It's amazing, but there are basically no games that are like that that I've ever seen that have taken that kind of formula. It's amazing stuff. It really, really is. I'll have to play it at some point. Yeah, I keep, I keep hearing... You guys keep talking about how good that game is. I never played that one. I only played... Uh, was Dune 2 the real-time strategy game? Yes. This is 2. not yep. a real-time strategy. Right, right, in the, right, right. right. The, I know, I know. That's the only yeah, one I played. the RTS sense. Yeah, what I'm saying is it it has real-time elements. The, the Time keeps on moving. And, and so as you travel between locations, the time keeps on moving. So it doesn't have time acceleration in that sense. But as you travel, the, the time keeps on moving, so any battles that are in progress will keep on going. And if you approach the battle uh, uh, while riding on a worm, uh, and the battle's still ongoing, you'll get this uh, night vision view where it looks like uh, some of the battles that took place during, uh, uh, during Operation Desert Storm where people are looking through night vision and you're seeing uh, flak going up into the sky and explosions everywhere. It's very simplistic because it was 1992, but still, it was kind of impressive. Right. Yeah, I will have to give it a shot because it looks really good. Shame it's not on sale anywhere. Yeah, probably due to licensing issues. I played it on the Sega CD. <laughs> wow, you had a Sega CD. I think I, I still know. have the Sega CD, oh, and I sakes. still have the disc. I think so, I know. Yes. I think I've known three people in my life that have had the, that had the Sega CD. <laughs> oh, I not only had the Sega CD; I have the CDX, 
Oh, the shit. The X is the portable version of it. Oh, I mean, God, portable yeah. because it was the size of a large quote, CD un- player. Quote, unquote, portable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. For the for the 90s, it was portable. <laughs> well, I'm saying portable because you could just put it in a backpack and carry it around if you right. really wanted to. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, yeah, I'll have to give it a shot. It looks Maybe I'll add it to the streaming list because it sounds like something that I might actually enjoy. And it's pretty linear, which is good for me. I like a it's, little, it's mostly linear, which is good. Mostly linear, which is good for certain- oh, and a little bit of trivia, a little bit of trivia because of uh, because it's Dune. Uh, the ornithopters in that game inspired the ornithopters that were used in the most recent Dune film. They actually <laughs> took the design from that. Are those the ones that are coming to flight simulator? Those ornithot, those things, those bug looking yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is the funniest. I think one of the funniest crossovers I have ever seen. Hi, <laughs> welcome in. Friends, if you know what we're talking about an up and an upcoming update to Microsoft's 2020 flight simulator is going to have the ornith, those helicopter things from Dune. Like what? <laughs> I, I don't know if you can fly around the Dune planet with them, but you can fly one if you want. Sure. Okay. <laughs> just, just make a second. I agree with you, Fernando. That game was ahead of its time. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, yeah. Like they had adventure games, but they didn't, they, they rarely mixed them with other things. Like the only thing I can think of is uh, if you've played mission critical, it's a full motion video adventure game with uh, Michael Dorn of all people. And in the middle of that game, it turns into like this amazing space strategy game for like five minutes. It is such a good strategy game that they could have spawned it off into its own game. It was so good. And yet you have to play hours of this adventure game just to get to it. (laughs) And then you never see it again. I'm probably one of the few people that beat Dune, uh, but I beat it several times back in the 90s. So, yeah, it's good. it's it's better than uh, the reviews at the time said it was. I think it's, I think it has some antiquated ideas uh, in its design, but for its time, it was ahead of its time in right. that respect. That yeah. that the the genre mixing of it was ahead of its time. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame, like, because even its sequel didn't try to emulate it. <laughs> it's it's just kind of sad. Well, no, they, I mean, no, I don't think it. I don't think it wasn't even as a sequel. They just called it Dune Two because it was the second game in the franchise. Oh, had nothing to do with it. No, had nothing at all to do with what? Uh, the gameplay of the original. What? <laughs> Yeah, they didn't want to slap on another subtitle to it, so they just called it Dune 2. Oh, boy. (laughs) Another example of people not trusting their audience, I guess. (laughs) We have to call it Dune. (laughs) We have to call it Dune 2, or else people won't know it's it's, it's another Dune. I don't know. Well, a little bit of trivia about that game, too. The Dune 2 Harvesters inspired the look of the Harvesters in the latest movie as well. And isn't part two of that coming out soon, right? 
Very soon, end of the year. Uh, I think November, if I'm not mistaken. That's not far away at all. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm totally excited. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm looking forward to it. I like the first entry, and uh, and the second the second movie is going to uh, adapt the second half of the book, pretty much. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Do you have any other games to mention? Because I think there's two people who haven't. I do. Okay, go ahead. I do. I've got one more. All um, right. There was a, a PlayStation uh, 2 game by the name of Ring of Red. Oh. And this was a mech game. Yes. Yes. I've, I've talked it. about this before. Yes, I've played it. I I, I have a copy. I, I feel very fortunate to have a copy of it. It's, I, I have a copy as well. It's so good. <laughs> It's hard to play. So it's, it's not an easy game to play. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. but, no. but it but uh to, to give an idea for those who, who have never played it have no idea what I'm talking about. It's a mech game along the lines of the uh tile-based uh front mission games from uh from decades past. And when you decide to attack with your mech, you have a, a team of squaddies that are with you, and depending on the the active squad, they can be riding in front, they can be uh, they can be riding on the mech itself, they could be uh, in your reserve behind you, and depending on which one is the active team, that can affect what attacks you're able to use, and there is a timing mechanic of getting your your shots aimed in dialed in on the target and if you take too long to dial them in because you are on a timer the your enemy can fire at you and and wipe out any progress you've made with trying to dial in your your attack so think xcom uh, of the more recent uh xcom one and two and you have percentages to hit except real time that you're actually dialing in your attack as you attempt to uh, uh, to dial that in and shots that hit you will interrupt you it's like that yeah it is there's, there's only one series that comes close to that and that's the Valkyria Chronicles series particularly 1 and 4 because I played through both of them and they're very good right. but those three games alone, uh, they they don't make a genre. Yeah, and Ring of Red was oh god, I never got far in it because I'm like, wow, I am dying a lot. I think I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> it's a it's a difficult game. It's a very difficult game. Very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I never beat it either, so don't feel bad. I don't. That's uh, it's actually kind of comforting to be perfectly honest because it is. I was like, oh god, I am terrible at this. This this looks so great, but oh, I'm just gonna get mad if I keep playing this. Um, oh god, Ring of Red is so uh, good. If you get if you can go if you guys can go emulate that one because you know I can't. There's buy it one game that's actually I just I just realized you and I have both played a game that is that is in that same kind of genre. What's that? Infinite Space. Oh. On the DS. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Infinite Space was very, very similar in 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 the way you're talking about. Yeah. Forgot all about it. Yeah, Infinite Space is another game I, I just had to stop playing because I kept getting stuck. 
Like, I have it, beaten that one, oh but good, it took a long time—sixty oh hours or so. Yeah. It, good, good on you, because I I got to a point where it's like, okay, I've got no money, I need jobs. Hey, there are no jobs. Okay, I guess I can, I'm not going anywhere now. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can soft lock yourself very easily. In that oh one god, I've tried it twice, yeah. and I've done that both times. It's like, okay, I guess I'm not <laughs> going to play this anymore. Uh, yeah, because like, wait, there are no jobs at all. How am I supposed to? do anything okay fine we're done uh but i wanted to love it i really wanted to love it but oh my god it hated me it hated me so much. <laughs> yeah th those games fit under uh games that need a remake oh i agree david do you have anything i think you said you had something yeah i actually found something here Yay! So I've been, yeah. I guess uh, you guys were, uh, your people were correct, but maybe we'll find uh, something eventually. And that's gonna be probably some kind of. Um, how can I easily most describe it? Because I I can only remember one game in this very kind of uh, category. What was that? And that's gonna be. Uh, a flight adventure game, so to speak, like uh, Sky oh. Odyssey back in 2000. I've been talking about this one before long ago, I think. Yeah, I think you have mentioned this one before. I haven't played it. So basically, you fly airplanes in not super realistic scenario, but fighting the elements, basically. Heavy wind, bad weather in general. Ooh. Different kind of challenges and all to lead uh, Tower of Maximus, which is to reach it's it's really cool i've Ooh. not seen many games like this ever since and i would love to see a remake of this but yeah flight adventure games i mean we have had some exploration in uh, space games like everspace 2 have explorable caves and stuff but mm. now i'm talking about a plane that's constantly in motion so you can't just stop on right, a dime if right. you need to make a new turn i mean i guess crimson skies Maybe with that, are you talking about a like a flight adventure game? Or are you talking about a flight like, flight adventure game? No combat at all. Oh, oh, so Ultra Wings also wouldn't count because there's combat in that. I mean, so basically, you fight in the control like, to the weapon. Maybe like the original Pilot Wings, perhaps, would fit in that kind of. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or maybe I've never played or, it myself, or, though. To an extent, or maybe to an extent, Stunt Island. I Ooh. suppose. Oh yeah, yeah. I like to play on stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stunt, stunt island would work. Yeah, yeah. I haven't okay. had many of those since then, right? No, stunt yeah, island. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, that'd be another one that 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 could also. Yeah, stunt island. If like, I, yeah, that could totally fit in this vein of why aren't there more games like that? Yeah, Sky and promoting so non-combat as well because yeah, too many games are just about. Destroying things, so yeah. I'm gonna keep an it eye. It would be nice to have a change up. I'm gonna keep an eye because I have a system that can play PS2 games. I'm gonna keep an eye out for that on the PS2 for a copy of that because that looks like my jam. You know, that looks great. <laughs> that looks really And great. also, in that game, you can also um, upgrade those free um, starter planes with uh, new upgrades and change your build. So if you want to make a plane more agile or faster, yeah, you can specialize. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that looks that okay. That does look pretty great. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely adding this to uh, my list of 
PlayStation 2 games I've been keeping an eye out for. <laughs> Build my little collection over here. Um, but yeah, that looks great, dude. That looks great. I gotta say, that looks like, that really looks like my jam. It's terrific. Because, yeah, I mean, there aren't a lot. I mean, you have games like Flight Simulator, but you don't really do anything in Flight Simulator except fly from one place to another. There's no, like, races or objectives, really, besides what you make. So this is this looks like this looks pretty good, actually. Kind of like an air racing game, almost. A little bit, I suppose. But yeah, there's there's exploration elements too. Look at that. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely keeping an eye out for this one. <laughs> uh, all right, we're at an hour, so uh, I'll, I'll wrap us up. Uh, there are two games I wanted to mention. We'll just mention them real fast. The one is on the stream here, Millennia Altered Destinies, which is a game I've brought up before. It is a time travel game from the mid '90s, where you are in charge of uh, guiding the fates of four civilizations so that they can help you build the ultimate weapon to take out these like nanobot enemy things uh, that are, that have been ruining the future over and over again. And you have like, it's, it's amazing because you can jump to these conflict points in time for each of these uh, species and then you can try and help them solve a conflict. And then you could look at the timeline and see like, oh, look, I, I've, I failed them because they're all dead now. <laughs> oh, no. And then you probably have to restart the game. Um, I've never seen a game handle time travel better. And uh, I really wish there were more games like this that like not only were kind of open and let, gave you a multitude of ways to try and solve problems through combat, through diplomacy, all sorts of ways. Um but there were there was no straight one way to win from what i remember like you really had to spin four plates in the air in order to uh in order to succeed and it was i've never finished it i've gotten close once and then one of the species died it's like okay well fuck <laughs> i have to restart um so I really wish that game would have one done well enough to spawn imitators because it's such a unique, unique game. Um, oh no, I have three games to talk about uh, that. I wish there were more of. So the second game I want to talk about is mega fortress, <laughs> which I've brought up many times. Uh, I was wondering if it was going to come up this time. You were, yeah, it did. Um, pretty much still, the only pure bomber flight sim you'll find. I mean, there's some other bombery flight sims like, oh, Tornado and that, oh, and B-17, I guess. Um, so there are a couple of like World War II bomber sims, but there's nothing modern, you know, nothing from the, the Cold War on. There's nothing like Tornado, I think, is the closest you get. And even that game and does because in most cases that's difficult to pull off because a cold cold war air bomber goes to a place drop goes to a place flying at like seven million kilometers above sea level, drops bombs on the place, comes back, repeats. Right. So, so you have to get creative to make it interesting. 
Right. And they did with, with Mega Fortress. They really did. But like, and apparently it did well enough to spawn two expansions, all of which you can buy on Steam, by the way. Um, uh, which, and it's, it's a really unique, phenomenal game that I wish there would have been more games like it, but nobody <laughs> ever made another bomber game. Um, so that's one I want. And the final one I'll mention is SWAT four because there are a lot of tactical shooters, but they're all shoot to kill. <laughs> there are not many types ready or not, which is a sort of direct spiritual successor to a SWAT four. Yeah, but, not the same. Uh, but that's it. That's really it. And it's not quite the same. It's not, I I've played it. It's not a, I don't know if it will end up being as good as SWAT four. Um, but from what I've played of it, it is nowhere near as good as SWAT force. If you're unaware folks, SWAT four is the sadly last game in the SWAT series. Um, SWAT three and four are very similar actually. So I guess we can lump them in together. Um, SWAT three and four, um, are basically first person tactical shooters, but you're supposed to arrest people not kill people. And the amazing thing about those games, besides the fact that you're not supposed to kill people is that the, uh, the placement of everyone else, the levels are the same, but the placement of the people on the levels are randomized and their, uh, behavior is randomized. So you can play one mission and you, once you yell at the, the, the main perp, he'll like, Oh no, I'm sorry. I'll throw his gun down and surrender. You play it again. He's in a different spot and he's super aggro and he will shoot you as soon as he sees you. So and don't forget they can fake you out as well. The what? Oh, they could totally fake you out. Yeah, yeah. totally. A hundred percent. So the, yeah, he could be like, okay, I surrender and then start shooting. Um, yeah. So that game I, I wish would have done better, but everyone was busy playing rainbow six and, uh, the, the ghost Warfighter or whatever the hell that one was called. Like they wanted more shooty shooty and less arresty arresty. So that's one of the reasons I don't think that game, it also wasn't marketed well. And it was also, it also came out during like the death throes of Sierra. So like Sierra was pretty much dying at that point. Um, so it wasn't a great time for that game to come out. So besides SWAT three and four and maybe ready or not, that's really it. <laughs> um, we covered a lot of games today. You guys, some I hadn't heard of, um, but it was a fun trip down memory lane. And I think we covered a lot of good ones. Um, really good topic idea, Jacob. <laughs> Thank you. I tried I, my best. No, I, I, I mean, when you first met, I'm like, what? And then when it clicked, I'm like, oh, that's not a bad idea at all. No. So that's a, that's a, that's a, that was a fun idea. Um, so that's going to do it for today's show. My friends next week, we're going to be welcoming on the developer, of the uh, space exploration colony building thing, the banished vault. Uh, very excited about that. It looks, I haven't, I haven't played it yet, but it looks very good. I have. It's really good. The, I love that they're selling a printed manual for it. It's only $5, but I mean, it's a Plus printed, shipping. it's a printed manual. Oh yeah. Sorry for me. It was only $5, um, but it's a beautiful manual. And it's it's I've been skimming it because I haven't played it yet. It's just a delight to read. Um, the art is gorgeous. Oh, the art is amazing. 
Uh, so yeah, that's what we're going to welcome on next week. And what are we streaming tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow we're going to, Oh, the, the trade Prince. We, we had him on the show a couple weeks ago, so we're actually going to stream it tomorrow. That's actually a oh, yeah, good idea. Yeah. That's a fun game. Uh, so that's going to be tomorrow. When is the week that we're skipping a show? Uh, two weeks from now, um, we're skipping because I'm going to be, uh, thousands of miles away from here. Uh, I don't, I don't know if the Wi-Fi on the cruise ship would be good enough and I'm not taking my laptop. Yeah. On a cruise ship. No. Well, the funny thing about, so we're going on a cruise in a couple weeks. The Wi-Fi itself isn't that great. Plus, if you want Wi-Fi for everyone, like in your party or in your, in your room, you have to pay extra. Otherwise, only one person can use it at a time. It's fucking wow. ridiculous. It is fucking stupid. <laughs> but nickel that, and dime, nickel but that, and dime. That's exactly how they get you. Nickel and dime you. Like, hey, we're going to give you some internet, but do you want to all use the internet at the same time? $90, please. Okay. They give you a sample of the internet. <laughs> yeah, they give you a taste. Uh, free sample. They give you a taste I, I of the internet. I think you're allowed to go on vacation. Thank yes. you. No, we, we paid for this vacation two years ago, so uh, we've been <laughs> looking forward to it. Ever since the last cruise is when we set up this one. Um, nice. So we're very excited about that. So yeah, two weeks, there's not going to be any streams, no podcast or anything. But we have a guest after that. So yeah, we're busy. We're going to be busy. Um, but yeah, thank you for I'll listening. I'll be streaming on Discord that work. Oh, that's that true. Spaz will be streaming... Um, Spaz will definitely be streaming. I'm not sure what I'll be streaming, but I will be streaming uh, every day that week without that uh, we're off. So, right, yeah. right. So yeah, if if you haven't joined our uh, our Discord, um, it's just Discord at spa dot spacegamejunkie.com. Uh, Spaz like will stream a game when I'm not streaming, and lately it's been the Judgment series. But you're almost done that, so um, yep. now we got now you got to figure out something else. Um, but I'm sure you will. Um, but yeah, so, um, but that's not for a couple weeks yet. So we'll see you back here tomorrow for some, uh, trade prints. And, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. As always, thank you to everyone who's gotten vaccinated. Thank you so much. Cause we're still in a pandemic. That's the thing I'm nervous about most going on this trip is just <laughs> like, we are doing a mini lockdown here. We're like, okay, we can't go to restaurants. We, we, we can't, we can barely leave the house. We are not getting COVID before this trip. So we're doing like our own lockdown before we go. <laughs> Cause we're still in a Probably pandemic. A good idea. Yeah. We're still in a pandemic folks. Uh, like we were going to go to a restaurant cause it's our wedding anniversary and like, Oh wait, no, we shouldn't do that right now. <laughs> Maybe an outdoor restaurant, but not an indoor restaurant. Um, so yeah, that's gonna do it for today, folks. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Thanks you again. Thank you again to everyone who's gotten vaccinated, and thank you as always to our patrons. You guys help literally keep the lights on around here, and we love you. And with that, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the trade prints. Have a great day, everyone. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye.